Hello and welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Grandmaster Craig. Hello everybody. How you doing today? In case you're joining us for the first time, I am Deputy Grandmaster Craig Greca. I'm a 7th degree black belt in the universal martial art, a 5th degree master in the Taekwondo martial art. I'm a brown sash in Kung Fu, and I've been training for over three years in Kabuta weapons. And I'm here today to discuss the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe, including the Cobra Kai Netflix series. So um, today's uh, Karate Kid or Cobra Kai reference comes to us from the weapons competition in the Cobra Kai series, where they performed a demo exhibition of a weapons display. Now, um, I thought that was pretty cool twist on the uh, uh, typical um, All-Valley tournament, and I thought that was uh, very neat that they did that. Um, speaking you know, directly as a martial artist, it was great to do the uh, forms competition and also the weapons display. Okay, now um, this is related to our martial art training portion of our topic today. Um, now, um, as in uh, this time of year, I always like to do some kind of um, uh, happy holiday type of uh, podcast. So I have a uh, song to play first before I introduce today's topic. So here we go. Okay, so as you can tell, our topic today is Litter, Little Drummer Boy. Okay, Little Drummer Boy is our topic. Now, a little uh, personal history on this. Uh, this was my favorite uh, Christmas song when I was a little boy, and I would often ask to listen to it whenever I could. Uh, of course, uh, most of the time, uh, we would wait to hear it on the radio uh, back when I was a kid. 
and then I would ask my parents to turn it up while we're in the car. Now, um, um, I'm not sure why I like this song so much. It's just, uh, I guess I, um, you know, identified with it, you know, being, a, uh, you know, when I was young. So um, I really liked the song. And uh, um, also, too, I think I saw the um, Claymation uh, Christmas special, too, and that may have uh, played, a, played a role in that. Okay. So um, one of the things I wanted to share with you guys today on this is that um, I was uh, I was listening to the song recently on the radio, and I and I always wondered um, how do the ox and the lamb keep time? Okay, I always wondered that. So how do how do they keep time? Do they look at their watch? Do they look at a clock, sundial maybe? So I looked it up, and um, what it means is is that they they kept tempo with the music. So why the little drummer boy was um, playing a song for a little baby Jesus. Um, the ox and the lamb were nodding their heads back and forth. Uh, they were keeping tempo with the music. So that's what it means for those of you that were curious. Okay. So anyways, um, our work task for today, okay, is uh, one of the things that I, um, I have a daytime job. And one of the things I like to do, uh, we have these work buckets. And I like to um, uh, always tap on them like a drum, okay? And I guess I've, um, when I lived in uh, Texas, I used to go to downtown Fort Worth. And um, used to see these guys uh, doing this elaborate uh, percussion uh, display using uh, work buckets, okay? They would use the sides, the edges, and the, um, the uh, top surface itself to uh, do different uh, sounds. So they would use these work buckets to um, to play, and of course people would uh, throw them money in the bucket as well. But um, I always thought it was cool. I've always loved percussion. Um, even when I was a kid, I really wanted to uh, to do percussion, and uh, we just couldn't afford it, so I ended up playing, uh, you know, uh, clarinet instead. But anyways, um, drumming on a bucket is good practice um, for work and for martial arts training. Um, it's also the same motion as hammering, okay? So one of our work tasks could be hammering as well. Um, one thing when you're, when you're doing um, a project, a lot of times that you have to rip things up and walking around with a small um, crow hammer and a hammer can get a lot of things done real quick. In fact, when I started this studio and was doing the construction on it, there was a lot of, uh, lot of that. There was a lot of nails. Uh, everywhere. Uh, I cleaned up all the rafters. I spent hours and hours and hours on the on the uh, ceiling of this place. But anyways, uh, in the end, it, looked, it looks great, so um, I'm glad with that. But um, every time you're prying things down, whether it be um, a 2x4, um, removing trim. Um, recently, we just um, removed trim from our uh, son's house, and um, we used a crowbar and hammer. Is real easy to um, to take that off. Um, it's kind of a it's kind of a fun task sometimes because you get the chance to to stick the claw in there and then hammer it, get it under the nail or under the trim, and then uh, pry it off. Um, also, too, my uh, my son really loved this too. Um, when uh, we were um, getting ready to replace the carpeting with vinyl plank flooring, uh, he would use the uh, the claw the the claw of the crowbar and the uh, hammer to um, remove all the uh, tack straps, uh, tack strips that were um, 
that were in the carpeting on the side. We removed all of them before um, putting the vinyl plank flooring down. So it was a lot of work, but uh, he loved doing it, so I let him let him at it. So um, uh, you can also remove uh, drywall uh, with uh, this kind of motion as well, using the claw of the hammer or using the uh, the small. I like the small pry bar um, with the hammer because then you get a chance to use the hammer to get underneath it a little better. Uh, but anything you need to do to uh, to get that done. So, anyways, um, uh, basically any demo. Um, that you do. So if you're doing any kind of demo for a project, um, that kind of motion is uh, using the hammer and the crowbar is a um, is pretty good for uh, for demo and stuff. Now I got a quick story for you. Um, I was um, I'm trying to remember. What, I think it was uh, when I was taking the ductwork down in the um, in the ceiling. Um, or maybe it was the ceiling. No, it was the ceiling tiles. I was taking the ceiling tiles down in the drop ceiling when I first uh, got this place, and um, I was having fun. I was I was ripping down all these um, all this metal and all these um, ceiling tiles and stuff like this, and I was getting into it. I was on the ladder, and um, I uh, got one of the ceiling tiles and like kind of like rotated the whole ceiling tile, kind of rotated so that it was hanging down. Um, it didn't fall like I like I hoped it would. So in the in the thralls of uh, of uh, doing all this, I um, took my hammer and uh, chucked it at the um, ceiling tile that was hanging to get it to drop. <laughs> now it wasn't really uh, an effective use of time because then I had to go back and pick up the hammer. But uh, it was funny anyways because you know I was uh, I was jamming. Um, I got this ceiling tile down. This one fell. This one fell. This one fell. This one was hanging over, oh, out of arm's reach. So I threw the hammer like a like Thor's hammer, and knocked it down, and I thought it was funny, you know, so, um, um, one of those funny, uh, stories you have when you're doing construction and demo. So, anyways, um, that's it for the, uh, work task today, just simple, um, uh, drumming and, uh, hammering. Now, uh, in our martial art practice, we want to talk to you guys today about, um, stick fighting, okay? Now, I, I plan on doing a weapons topic sometime, um, but today, since we have the uh, Christmas uh, special of the Little Drummer Boy, I thought it'd be fun to do the uh, stick fighting um, by itself today. So, um, I do teach stick fighting. Um, it's one of my favorite uh, weapons, actually, um, because you can use two. Uh, they're light. Um, they're easy to find. Okay, so if you're, um, you know, out and about, someone attacks you, maybe with a knife, you can sometimes find a stick or two uh, to use um, for, stick, for stick fighting. So anyways, um, you want to make sure that when you're doing stick fighting that you have a firm grip on the index finger and thumb portion of your um, grip. And uh, the reason why is because you want to make sure that you never drop it. Okay, so the index finger and thumb have to always maintain their integrity. Um, usually you have a loose grip on the rest of the fingers in order to maneuver um, the weapon. Now there's something called the forward strike. Okay. Now the, the, when I teach weapons, um, just for those martial art enthusiasts out there, um, one of the things, because of my background, um, I teach a, taught a martial art called Choi Kwon Do. And it was always about practical self-defense, you know, based on principles of modern science. Our universal martial art 
is very similar to that. Um, we still do everything of that nature. Now, um, for lay people, we still have uh, a pretty um, uh, aggressive um, learning platform just because people don't want to wait five years to do something um, in the martial arts. So in our universal martial art, we still um, maintain our um, integrity with the um, uh, learning the um, blocks, punches, and kicks um, in a more layperson's society's acceptable way. Um, some people like to, in martial arts, you know, they like to stick it to their students and tell them, hey, you know, you can learn this when you're ready, okay? Then five years goes by and you still don't know that block or still don't know that kick. And it's kind of like, well, you know, I've been ready for a long time, especially if you're a very athletic and very coordinated person. Um, sometimes the progress in, um, in some of the martial arts can be kind of uh, daunting, okay? And then people end up being um, what's called uh, martial art nerds instead of being martial art practitioners, okay? Martial art nerds is just a way I use it. I'm not, not trying to be mean, but, you know, it's like um, they're very um, aesthetic about all the details, uh, but yet they never quite get in shape, you know? So they uh, spend hours and hours performing, perfecting a stance instead of working out. But anyways, enough of that. I'm off my soapbox on that. But anyways, the way I teach weapons is very similar to how I teach the blocks, punches, and kicks. I keep the names of them pretty, uh, pretty simple. Okay, so like the forward strike is a lot like your basic punch. Now, when you do a forward strike, it kind of uh, comes from your um, from the top, like resting on your shoulder, the stick to lashing out. Now, it's not going to go straight down. Okay, now, straight down, you can't hit a whole lot. It comes down like at a forty-five degree angle. Okay, so it could, in essence, come straight down, but it's not a very good um, good swipe. Okay, with a 45-degree angle swipe going down, it's more like an inward punch in our martial art. Uh, it can hit uh, just about anything. Okay? Now, of course, the forward strike can be adjusted slightly as well. Uh, it can be tilted um, uh, to the right or left a little bit. Um, but it's still a forward strike nonetheless. So by uh, bringing it down quickly, you can develop a lot of force. Sorry, I'm in... Uh, I had a cough drop in my mouth on my, my uh, voice and trying to keep it smooth today. So the next one is the side strike. Okay, by keeping the loose grip on the um, stick, you can maneuver so that it comes around your belt. Okay, so it comes sideways like uh, hitting someone um, in their belt line. Okay, and that's a good strike too because um, that helps to get underneath someone's arm when they're trying to block. So if they have a weapon as well, you can get underneath to do damage. Okay, so the side strike can come uh, from either side, um, but it, um, it comes more level to the floor. Okay, so that's called the side strike. Now, um, one thing you can do while uh, using your sticks is to um, do a rotation spin. Okay, so remember I talked earlier about the, um, the thumb and the finger maintaining their tightness? Um, because then you can rotate the stick around your hand not directly over your hand, but um, sideways, okay? Now, I actually learned this. I hate to admit this, but I actually learned this motion when I was a kid because our babysitter uh, practiced baton twirling. So I actually learned how to baton twirl uh, when I was younger, and then I used that um, for stick fighting, okay? 
so well. You do a rotation spin similar to that, like you're stirring the pot uh, of a big uh, soup, and then you rotate it around your hand. Okay. Now, if you do that while forward striking or side striking, then the the um, the attack is is faint a little bit. Okay, it's fainted, which means that it's disguised as to when you're going to actually strike. And some people could say, well, it looks fancy. It does look fancy. It looks cool, too. But um, the practical purpose is to keep the grip on the weapon loose, okay, and be able to trick when you're going to hit, okay, so that you can uh, delay slightly and you can do multiple hits. So um, I just thought about this now, but um, one of the things that we do in our kicks in our martial art is we, um, we do a um, follow-through, a recoil, okay? So like if you do a double front kick, for example, you hit once and then you make a circle, your knee makes a circle, and then you can kick again, okay? A lot of the techniques are like that. Well, this is no different, okay? With, um, with, the, with the circle of the rotation spin, you can, in essence, uh, hit once and then hit twice again rapidly using the same amount of force, okay, or similar force, or you give up a little bit of the force, like 25% of the force, in order to get two strikes instead of one, okay? thus increasing the damage. Um, the other one is the two-weapon strike. Now, most of the time, I, I taught stick fighting with just one. It didn't really last too long. Uh, we immediately had to go to two because it is so much cooler, okay? But two weapons is hard to manage, okay? Usually you favor one and, uh, and um, the other one doesn't do much, okay? Now, what you can do with the two-weapon strike is you can turn one of the arms into a blocking arm, okay? So, um, just like in the martial art, um, you can turn one of the, uh, the sticks into a blocking arm, thus get, be, being able to lift things and maneuver things to get your strikes in, okay? It's also very, um, when you have two weapons, it's very um, distracting because you don't know where they're going to come from. And it's more like, more natural in some ways because you punch with both hands. The only thing hard about it is you have to make sure that you can concentrate on both hands. So you have to have coordination enough to do so. Okay? Um, in, um, I used to play Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. Um, and one of the things is whenever you did two-weapon style, that means you had two weapons in your hands, uh, you always got a minus on one of the weapons because it wasn't your favorite weapon um, and you couldn't really hit with it as strongly. And I could see where that would be applicable in real life as well. Um, you really have to be coordinated with both hands. You have to work both hands uh, separately and then together. It is easier together because they can follow each other. Okay, so for example, like if I do a figure eight strike, um, they can follow each other. You know, your, your eyes can make them follow, okay, just like juggling. So anyways, the last one is the six-way strike. Now there's more to the stick fighting than this. I just covered a few of these today. But the six-way strike I just wanted to cover because it's kind of fun. Um, but you start with, uh, with one of your weapons up and the other one out. And then one of them goes underneath your armpit while the other one strikes. Then the other one goes across um, to your other shoulder. And then it, um, the other one strikes while the other one's up. And then you go back to the armpit one again. And then they keep on crossing. It's really hard to explain in a podcast. I could show you a lot easier. But it's called a, a six-way strike because it has six motions to the, to the, to the, um, to the um, um, routine, so to speak, to go full circle, to, go, um, to do all of them, to go back to your original position. 
So after you do the six-way strike, it's actually quite daunting because you can hit, and then you can, you can hit, hide, hit, hide, hit, hide, um, and then you're hitting all the time, and it's very distracting for someone trying to defend that, okay? Um, so um, it's kind of fun. I just wanted to include it as an advanced uh, stick-fighting maneuver. So anyways, um, getting into our mental training, mental martial art training, okay? Pardon my pun, but one of the things I wanted to say today was stick to it, okay? Stick to it. Stick to your martial arts training, okay? Don't get discouraged if you can't do something right away. That's today's society talking to you, okay? So I'll mention you guys to stick to it, okay? And um, I also want to do a little Drummer Boy reference today, too. Um, one of the things they say in the song is... Uh, Give all that you can give. That's my message. Give all that you can give. And what the little drummer boy said is, I have no gift to give. Um, so he had no gift to give the little baby Jesus. So that uh, he said that I, would, um, that I will play my best for him. So that was his gift. His gift was to play his best for him. Okay? So that's kind of like the message. Give all that you can give of yourself. Okay? And then uh, remember that you always have something to give. No matter if you don't have a lot of money, you can always give something. Okay? Um, so to wrap things up today, the secret phrase of the day is, I will pay, play my best for him. <laughs> Just so happens. I didn't, sometimes I mix these up, but I didn't read it ahead of time. So. And then the technique of the week is the uh, six-way strike. Okay? Because it is so cool sounding. And it looks cool when you do it in the uh, stick fighting. And the martial art philosophy tip of the week is stick to it. Okay, stick to it. Okay, uh, measure your, um, your uh, success in small doses and you'll feel better about yourself instead of uh, trying to uh, be perfect. Okay, so anyways, um, uh, remember that we're here every week learning martial arts through everyday work thus creating life around you, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you guys enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of your week. This is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Grandmaster Craig. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>